0: Welcome to Small Business Sisters, where two sisters who started their own separate businesses come together to share all things business growth and personal growth. Every week, they will share practical business tips they have learned along their journey and share their individual perspectives. So grab a drink and join the sisterhood as they discuss all things womenhood, motherhood, and small business. Hey, 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 everybody. On today's episode, we have Amy from The Perch Place, and we talk all things soul care and taking care of yourself, which is so, so, so needed as um, a woman, a business owner, a mom, a wife, whatever you identify as. We just talk so much about taking care of you and who you are Um, She started Perch Place because she said everyone's busy flying and sometimes you just need a place to perch, which I love that. And it's so true. We talk a lot about being depleted and that burnout and what that means um, to her personally, but to all of us and how we can feed ourselves and take care of ourselves. And we talk a little bit about how that has been misconstrued in our communities and she and I nerd out about the Enneagram because, you know, I love me some Enneagram. So um, it is a great podcast. At the very end, we ask her what is her favorite must have product from her store of things that just feed your soul. So make sure to stay tuned for that. You can find Amy on Instagram at The Perch Place or on her website, theperchplace.com. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Small Business Sisters. We're so excited to be with you today with our friend Amy from The Perch. Welcome, Amy.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you.
0: (laughs) We're so excited to have you. And The Perch, I mean, it's such a lovely name in general. Can you tell us like a little bit what that means and how it started and what it is and all the things...
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I started The Perch a little over four years ago, and it is a soul care organization. So I help people really rest and find peace and experience transformation, primarily through workshops and yoga classes and retreats and things of that nature. Um, And I really actually the name comes from like a perch that birds would land on. And the idea was we are also busy flying and trying to get places. And sometimes we just need to rest and pause for a little bit and recharge so we can keep going. So.
0: Oh, I love that. I I love love that that too. Cause you're right. That's what, so I found you, Amy, actually when I was uh, working in ministry in a church as the children's director. And I remember at least when you first started you had, you provided a lot of retreats and experiences or workshops that kind of targeted people in ministry, which was so intriguing to me because it wasn't until I was in that job that I realized how much it really does uh, take, like what a different kind of burnout it is because you're caring for people's spirituality or helping them grow spiritually, which yes. is then like, holding on your own (laughs) spirituality. So it came at such an awesome time that you were creating these safe places for people to refill that are always kind of focusing on others to refill. So like, how did you, how did you kind of create those experiences or what did you do at them?
1: Yeah. So it really came from my own experience, um, being in (laughs) ministry and feeling that, just deep burnout and exhaustion, because when you are in ministry, you're, you're ministering from your whole self. And so you're trying to give all you have to people. And, um, and there isn't always a safe place for you to refill and be refueled. And so, and it can feel really, really isolating. I should say when you're in ministry, because your safe people aren't necessarily the people in your congregation, right? Like you are ministering Mm -hmm. to them and it's not always wise or appropriate to be sharing with them everything going on with you, like you need your own safe circle. And so um, it really came from my own experience in ministry and heart for people in ministry to kind of create spaces where they can come And in some, somewhat anonymously, right? Like it's, you don't necessarily know everyone that's there, but know immediately upon arriving that these are other people who get it and to go through some of these practices together, just to have silence together um, and know that you're in a safe place. And um, yeah, and we've expanded beyond, I've expanded beyond kind of people just in ministry, but I, there are so many people still in ministry and still in that place that come. And it makes me so happy because- it's so good
0: <laughs> I, th- I think too so I actually worked at a, as a children's pastor too. I don't know if you know no. that Jenny and I's lives have mimicked each other a lot <laughs> oh my um, but one thing and this isn't an episode about like our experiences um but uh, our experiences with church but one thing I will say about self-care and church at least my personal experiences it's a relatively new thing um to give women that outlet uh, as well as I feel like in my space, i was told like it's not that burnout is good but if you get to that point that you're hold on we gotta take a break while our my dogs bark (laughs) tyler will edit this out (laughs) he told me last time switch house it was mine um we have people working on our pool and We have people working on our pool, and so they, like, need Tyler every once in a while, and they ring our doorbell.
1: <laughs> of course. Okay. And then the dogs go crazy.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I think Tyler's in a meeting, too, so I don't know. Okay, so we can go ahead and start. All right, Tyler, we're starting back up now. So anyways, uh, let me let me start at, like, a sentence. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, so when my experience, where I was, it was almost... Uh, your burnout was actually a good thing because you were going to get rewarded for that later. And so I feel like, and that's just so, there's so many layers to that um, that I'm now trying to undo for myself um, just because that's just, you know, you shouldn't be depleted and pouring into others in any sort of way in, you know, spiritually, in business, however it is, even, you know, it's such an, old, not saying, but an old thing that when you're in an airplane and you're going down, you put the mask on you first and then your kid second. And so I just think it's so cool. You're offering that outlet, not just for ministry people anymore, but also now small business people.
1: Yes. And I like, you've hit on something super important here because I think that whether you're told explicitly that message or it, or just you kind of pick it up, So many of us in the church are told that self-care is actually really selfish. It's not good, right? Like if you are burned out, like that's actually a a good mark that you're going to get, you know, your extra bit in heaven or something. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It's, it's wild. And what I am so impressed with is as I read the gospels, I see Jesus honoring his body and taking care of himself and taking breaks and doing all these amazing things that our own church leaders often don't do. Uh, Yeah. Like when he's like, like, oh, (laughs) all
0: the people are going over there. I'm going to go by myself over in this area. (laughs) So much. Yes. And
1: I love like, this just hits on something too, that I feel, I see so many people right now deconstructing their faith and really examining and what is this about? Because I think Unfortunately, the church has done a lot of damage for us, right? Especially in this area. Oh my goodness. And so I love, I love, I'm seeing so many people and having so many great conversations with people around these topics. Like, wait a second, when I actually read this, when I read that my body was made good, well, how can I treat it like it was bad? Or when I read that we're supposed to take breaks, but then I was told we shouldn't, like, I'm so confused. And so I love that people are starting to reclaim this. And Yeah. yeah.
0: And I've loved how you have helped reframe that uh, through the experiences you offer, that it's not this like frivolous thing to rest or take care of yourself, that it's actually like really vital. And needed for our souls so I love that you do it and I love watching you grow that that because we I remember when Perch kind of started I went to your first um remember the lettering retreat with Janelle yes Yes. (laughs) that was awesome I love that you offered a lot of different um workshops and experiences for people so like people that really were drawn to like a quiet place um to meditate or journal or um do those quieter experiences. But then also like these lettering workshops where you tap into creativity to co- care for your soul. I really like that you offered all of it. And then since then I've seen you grow into like I recently went to your um small business owner retreat night yes. <laughs> that I loved because it was full of other people similar to like the life experiences I was having in that moment that we could immediately just like jump in and be like, Oh, me too. Me too. Uh, And I like how you created that space for people that are maybe like in a similar stage of life.
1: Yes. Oh my goodness. And part of me, like part of my mission really in starting the perch was, I i should say, I kind of define soul care as like all of those activities, all those practices that help us live the healthy, thriving life of purpose we are created for. So that's a lot of things, right? I mean, we have mental health, emotional health, spiritual health, um, relational health, and they all are interconnected. And so... A big part of what I have wanted to do is kind of help expand people's imagination around what soul care can be and what counts, um, because I think we can get a really narrow picture or we've been given a very narrow picture. And so um, I love like just this past year, I started offering yoga classes so we can be in our bodies and we do painting and we do um, quiet meditation. This week we're having a field trip to a local tap house, a uh, tap room. So, you know, that. we're just getting together <laughs> for conversation because we need that too. So I just think it's really, um, good to remember that soul care can be meditation. It can be counseling. It can be so many different things that help care for us. And so, yeah.
0: That's so good. And so true that it's all different. So help us or tell us how you made the transition. Now you offer it, not just to ministry, but you've added in other pieces. Can you explain when you did that and how you did it?
1: Yeah, so I think really the change was made for me more than anything. And that is uh, my very first event was primarily people who were in ministry or or were pretty major volunteers in some way at their church. Um, But my very second event was actually an Enneagram workshop that I brought in a friend who's trained in the Enneagram. And he led it and it completely sold out. And what I realized in that was it started to shift. It was um, still primarily people in ministry, but it was wider circle. And then my next one was that... um, the hand lettering one. And yeah. so it just kind of kept widening and widening and widening. And what I realized, which made me so happy, was to realize that it wasn't just people in ministry looking for this, that it was was everyone, which I was like, yes, good. I'm glad we're all <laughs> looking for this. Um, and so I realized I could kind of expand my offerings a little, which has been really fun.
0: Yeah, we got to go back to Enneagram. Chris Christina loves the Enneagram, so you're I'm an Enneagram yet. seven, right? I am an eight. Eight, that's oh, right. Oh, love it. Yes. Yeah. I hold on. Can we nerd out for a second on the Enneagram? Yes, time? of course. Yes. Okay. So I'm a two, Ooh. and so a lot of my eight has been made apparent since 2020. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely acting in that protective zone. However, my counselor said are you sure you're not a core Enneagram eight? And so I've been thinking a lot about that this year because, um, honestly, a lot of my characteristics are a lot of seven. Mm. So I was like, well, maybe I'm a seven wing eight, but when it comes to my motivation, I'm definitely like want to be liked versus keeping people happy. However, with the, I am asked Jenny, like so much of me is justice and motivated by justice. um, However, I don't see me ever protecting myself in five. So that's why I see two, eight, four in me a lot, all three of those. But I don't see, obviously eight and two, but I don't see five very much. My husband's a five. And I just, I don't see any sort of correlation there. But Jenny is right when (laughs) I'm on a justice drive mm-hmm. I like research the heck out of it I love um, it. I'm Fine. T- you gotta well, say yeah. what Tyler told you that your husband told you the other day when he was like you're just always so angry <laughs> you were, she's always this is what I love about Christina she is like there's something wrong in the school district then she's writing to the board <laughs> and I think she was doing something like that and he was like you're just because she gets like yeah. so and passionate he- about it Okay. And he had me fix what I said. Cause I was like, I can't believe you said, I'm just always so angry. Um, <laughs> but he said that I'm not always so angry that I only like, um, uh, how did he word it? He said, my feed is filled with things that only make me angry. Mm. And, um, that's what he said. And so, But it's like that piece does drive me. So I'm like, well, maybe I I don't shell off from people, which I feel like is the protection of five. I don't ever do that. But I do do the like research piece. And like, so I don't know, I'm in a, I'm in a big contemplation right now. Mm -hmm. I'm contemplating.
1: Could you, could you have a strong one wing? because there's okay, so that, that was justice. the other thing. Yeah. Yes.
0: That's the other thing we talked my counselor and I talked about. So that those are the scenarios of what it could be. Um, but I still think my core is a two because I still, at the end of the day, yes, I want everything fair and just, and like fight for the underdog. But at the same time, I want to do it in a way that people still like me. So yeah. I feel like it is that protection piece. Like I do have that element to me, but I, in at, at the end of the day, my core motivation is wanting to be liked.
1: Mm. Yeah. And that it's is so not hard any.
0: because those <laughs> two, yeah. yeah. Well, so my very, my very <laughs> best. Yes. so fascinating. It is. And, but my, my very best friend is an eight. And so she and I will talk about that a lot. And she's like, I don't think you're an eight. Uh-oh, Cause like I again, I, mm-hmm. me. If I freeze, it's okay. They're still recording. <laughs> Can you hear my voice? Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. You're, you're you frozen. I don't know why it keeps freezing, but it said at the bottom, like it'll keep recording your voice. So hopefully we're fine. Okay, good. But my best friend is an eight and we talk about that a lot. Um, of We have similar drive, but at the end of the day, I'll be like dwelling on if people, what are people thinking of me having this opinion versus she's just like, I said it, it's done. It's whatever. So I do think that I am a core two. It's just I'm in a very, uh, I mean I'm in an unsafe. My body is reacting to the environment, and the last two years have been nothing but awfulness. That I think my (laughs) person, like I just am, like automatically, walla, like need to protect myself with this eight. So I, I that's where I've landed. That I'm at.
1: Yeah, totally makes sense to me.
0: Yeah. Because I just, the though, I have no other piece of the one. Like, I would definitely think I'm a two-wing three over two-wing one. Um, but you never know. Like, those could be even. And we probably just lost some people for the last five minutes. who have no idea what the Enneagram is. But go listen to episode, whatever. and Thank you for my... Yeah, yeah we haven't... Thank you for giving me my soul care of talking through my yeah, Enneagram. Yes! Uh, Stop. I know, I love... Because well, it does. I love it. That is... Yeah, to like bring it back to the soul care piece, hearing you guys talk. So I don't have, I don't identify with any of that, of the like, I mean, I I want justice for people, but I don't ever feel like I want to take up arms and go, (laughs) I just want everything to be peaceful or actually I'm just, I'm just always worried everything's going to fall apart all the time. So I don't have time to like...
1: (laughs) What number are you?
0: Seek six.
1: Okay, I didn't want to <laughs> yeah. assume, but <that> yes, I <laughs> everything
0: is like we're dying at any minute, and like everything's gonna go wrong. So I can't like use my energy to also like rally for justice <laughs> which which That's this terrible, is why but i just don't
1: know <laughs> totally I, well care. and i
0: know that people hate a lot of people who don't like the Instagram or don't know much about it think it puts you in a box but it doesn't it just helps you understand how the other person's seeing the world because jen tyler knows you're a six and he actually said the other day we need to check on how jenny is doing with like everything imploding right now because oh, there that is that feel, like so loved I know, and so seen. and he knows I that. Know. Do an enneagram six.
1: I love it. See?
0: Okay, so you did enneagram. <laughs> <laughs> Just a, a minor <laughs> tangent to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you did you you did a, an enneagram. Okay, so I have a question about mm-hmm. your wor, um their workshops, uh, retreats. Do you, are they all different places? As far, like, do you have a home base?
1: Yes. So okay. Interestingly, when I first started The Perch, I very much anticipated that I would keep my day job for several years. I thought it would just be very, very part time. And um, so at the time when I started, I was holding the events at a variety of places in, in downtown Aurora, Illinois. And really, it was really fun. It was just like whatever I needed for that particular workshop or retreat. But uh, in March of 2018, with for totally other reasons, I ended up leaving my day job and then was like, I guess if I'm going to do this more, I should have a space. So truly, before I was financially in a place that it made sense, I had to find a place and buy tables and buy chairs and have stuff (laughs) on the walls and, you know, all of those things. Um, And so I have been uh, at my location now for, I guess, three, yeah, a little over three years. Okay, Which you just really brought
0: great. up a really good, like, takeaway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that, because I think most people that we've talked to, no one ever feels like, all right, I'm ready. I'm going to do this. All my ducks are in a row. Let every, all the money's there. I'll, it all makes sense time-wise. Like, there's a difference between, you know, choosing the next right step, but also like, hey, I'm going to do it. Even though I know this is a little bit scary and risky, and that's really what you did.:
1: Yeah, I had like, of course, I was like, that would be lovely to have my own space instead of having to like keep going places and reset up. And then I had, <laughs> I had two experiences back to back that just kind of like made the decision for me. One was <laughs> I'd rented a place and they canceled two weeks before the event, just for no reason. So that oh, meant man. I had to cancel my event and refund people, which is never where you want to be. And the other event was a meditative painting class that just so happened that the people who rented the room next to us were recording a rap album. Oh my gosh. I oh. It. <laughs> Literally, it was like a sitcom. Like we pushed play on the like, you know, gentle <laughs> music. And then you heard this rap, rap music in the next room. That is amazing. So then I was like, okay, I think we need to find a place and we're gonna make this work. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. So, how did you choose? Okay, so you're downtown Aurora. Yes. Um, yeah. And how, how did you choose that? Because that's mostly where your community was coming from, right?
1: Yes. And I was really intentional from the beginning that I wanted to be centered Mm -hmm. in downtown Aurora, even before I had a space. So all the places I rented were right in downtown. Um, And that was really part of, I grew up here in Aurora and I just really wanted to be part of the revitalization happening here. And so I was really intentional about that. So finding a space though, like what in the world? Mm -hmm. And I needed like a big open room that was versatile that I could turn into different things. Um, and just totally lucked out. I have always loved the building that I'm in, which is the original YWCA building. It was built in, um, 1921, I think. And so cool. Yeah. Like over hundred years old, like super fun, big brick building in downtown. And, uh, yeah, so I have a space on the third floor and I have six windows. It's just all this beautiful natural light. Like it's yeah. It was a it dream. It's like the
0: perfect space for you. And okay, so is, are you open all the time or just for the events?
1: Yes, yeah, so I'm just open for the events, or yeah, occasionally like by appointment things. But that's been nice too. the The good side to not having a the storefront is that I don't always have to be open. The bad side is you don't have walk-ins.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> yes, to both of those. Yes, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> And so can people come, you said book an appointment, they can come spend one-on-one time with you? Is it more like a counseling session at that point or what does that look like?
1: Yeah. So primarily people come for an event or a class or a workshop. And so you can and register ahead. Like on your
0: website, right? Like you'll list out the different events happening. Exactly. Okay.
1: exactly. Mm-hmm. Um I occasionally have kind of pop-up events, especially like we have First Fridays here, which I know you guys have talked about in the podcast before. And so I'll be open for certain hours to do different things. But then, yeah, I do have one-on-ones. I call them soul care sessions. And I feel like it's somewhere between coaching and kind of spiritual direction. So I'm there to listen and talk through and ask questions. Um, Usually there's some type of takeaway, but it's not so... It's not um, kind of heavy hitting coaching, I would say.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I like that. And because it's not something, well, I just love that you offer so many different things. So like how our soul is feeling in a season, like I might really resonate with doing the small business workshop, or then I might have something going on that I could schedule one-on-one with you. So it is kind of like that where like, if I schedule a one-on-one, it's not like we have to do six weeks of one-on-ones, right? It exactly. can be like this as-needed thing. I really appreciate that. And then, like, maybe I'm feeling social and want to go to the tap <laughs> house. But probably- <laughs> she's going to skip that one. So I like that, that you offer, like, that would hit different people's uh, personalities, um, introvert, extrovert needs, and just, like, in that time of season, what they might need? Yeah.
1: Am I, so my undergrad degree is actually in middle school education. (laughs) Detour, right. Um, But I love that I have this like foundation of learning styles and teaching methods and how do we learn, right? And so like a lot of what I do is offer the same basic content, but in different ways um, so that I can, you know, people can, find the, the content in a way that works well for them. Um, my biggest thing is like, how can you make soul care accessible and meaningful for you in your life stage? Because I think it can feel really daunting to figure out like, what does that look like for me? Or it has to look this certain way. Mm-hmm. And I just love giving people permission to make it accessible and meaningful to where you are right now.
0: Yeah. I Amy, in your words, how would you define burnout?
1: Mm burnout is that place of, it's this mix of overwhelm, which, um, I was just reading in Brene Brown's newest book, but she (laughs) talks about the difference between stress and overwhelm, right? So stress is like, there's a lot going on. And I have a plan. I can figure this out. And overwhelm is that feeling of stress mixed with helplessness and hopelessness. And I think that's closer to where we are at burnout. It's I mm-hmm. am depleted and I don't even necessarily know how to get out of it. There's not a plan. There's not um, a clear direction forward. And having been there, it's it's scary and it's dangerous and it's exhausting even thinking about how do you get out of it? You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, are you willing to share anything about when you were in deep burnout?
1: Yeah. So I was in ministry. Um, this would have been 2008, 2009-ish. And I was realizing like, I am helping all these people connect with God and connect with themselves, connect with other people. And I feel like I should have the answers. I should know how to do this. And yet I feel more and more and more depleted. And Mm -hmm. so not only did I have the like difficulty of feeling burned out, but I also felt so much shame around it because I felt like I should know better. Like I should Mm. know how to do this. Mm. And so it was really difficult. And I ended up um, I ended up going back to school, which is like the best thing when you're <laughs> the exhausted. Solution Just for not
0: burnout. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Um, but really what I ended up doing, so I did this program, it was called Christian formation and ministry, but it was really all around. How do we grow? How do we learn? How do we develop? And how do we take care of ourselves? And so like my very first class was all around all these different spiritual practices. And it blew my mind because I was like, oh, I thought spiritual practices were pray and read the Bible. I didn't know that yeah. there were other things <laughs> or even that yeah. there's multiple ways to pray or multiple ways to read the Bible. And so, um, so all that to say, it was my own journey of feeling like I don't know the answers. I feel like I should know the answers. And so I got to figure out the answers because I got to fix this.
0: <laughs> mm. Um there's that eight determination.
1: Yes, exactly. And the control. Like I'm not even going to let people know that this is happening only to the extent that I need them. (laughs) I'm just Mm going to go for it and forge through.
0: So, um, you started doing it for small businesses. And so if a, if a small business person is at their depletion point, which we all know you can get that in any sort of area of life, just when it's, it becomes mundane and isn't filling you. We've talked about this on the podcast that a lot of us who are makers start because we love making. Yeah. We love the art of making. And then once it becomes your full-time job, it's it can deplete you. Something mm-hmm. that used to bring you so much joy can deplete you, which is every area of life. It's just sure. so crazy when it's a craft of some mm-hmm. sort, right? It's supposed to bring you joy. And so like, if... If someone's on the other side of here, feeling um, at that depletion or at that burnout, what would you tell them is their next step?
1: Yeah. So I think just to say this too, I think a big part of why we experience burnout and we're so... apt to experience burnout as small business people is because what we do is what we love. And so we can connect everything in our lives, right? Like we never turn our brains off from business because we, we go to a class and we're like, that would be amazing. Or that's a good idea. Or we connect with someone and we're constantly like, we are so excited and so in love with what Mm -hmm. we're doing. Right. And so that's a good thing. And it comes from a good place. But we can quickly become people who only are doing our business. Oh, the other side of that is right. Most of us are doing it on our own. We don't have staff. So um, we literally it all falls to us. And so um, some of it is necessity and some of it is just for the love of it that I think that we're really susceptible to burnout. Um, I think and the thing that I like to offer to people is um, do one small thing. And I often talk with people about just, I say five minute soul care, do something that takes five minutes or less. That is not something that you think should make you feel better, but that actually makes you feel better, (laughs) like make it for you. Um, So maybe that's a five minute walk. Maybe that's five minutes journaling. Maybe that's dancing it out to a favorite song. Maybe that's turning off the business brain for five minutes. Um, but really, just starting with one small thing and doing it over time, it's amazing the difference it can make. Um, and all that is to say, I feel like it feels I hope it feels more doable when we're talking about five minutes because often I think the the recommendation is like, set stricter business hours and <laughs> take the entire weekend off and all these things, and you're like, yeah, that's not gonna work. <laughs> So not yeah. do anything.
0: Yes, that's what I love about. I remember you teaching that at the workshop of that. Yes, start with five minutes because that's something super doable. And I remember you shared, and oh, most of the time you're going to do it for five minutes, and then it's going to like stretch into longer because you're going to feel those reactions yes. in your body and soul of letting go. And then it leads to more. And I just, I really gravitate towards that perspective of instead of giving all these rules of like, this is how you do soul care that do five minutes of something that like brings you joy and rest. And don't, (laughs) don't put judgment on that. I'll be totally honest this week. What is giving me joy and rest is binging Dexter. (laughs) And (laughs) I like, instead of judging myself for like taking a few minutes to do that, I do it and then I'm able to move on to the next thing a little bit easier because I like took that time to do something in that moment that gave me joy. And that sometimes that is, you know, going for a walk or doing something that's yeah. not TV. But, but anything, that's what I think. I think we've assigned all these rules of to what can be soul care and what's like mm-hmm. bad for us. But I think, I think that changes based on, you know, what's happening in our lives. Yes.
1: And I'm a mom of littles, right? So I am in the thick of hands-on parenting. I have an almost eight-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old. So I always think like, if it doesn't work for me, <laughs> I don't want to project. Like, I just feel like if I can't fit it into my schedule, like I don't want to share that and sell that because there's a good chance it might not fit in your schedule. And so I like during the pandemic, um, when we were like really in the thick of the pandemic, I found this like five minute ritual in the morning where I would, I always do pour over coffee. I make myself a pour over cup. And while I was doing that, right, like putting the beans in and pouring the water, I would just check in with myself. Like, how are you feeling right now? What do you need today? I would pick out a mug based on like what I needed. Uh, like yes I love <laughs> and, oh, yes Tell I love me. the mug lovers and then pour <laughs> my coffee right and then I might spend just a couple minutes breathing or I like to do like I call them breath prayers so just really simple something and then five minutes is up now you've got a cup of coffee <laughs> and you've checked in with yourself and like it totally yeah. set the tone for the day and so um, and you breathed
0: deeply oh my
1: gosh You cannot underestimate the power of just taking some deep breaths seriously.
0: So I heard you say you recorded something last night. So do you offer any workshops virtually or is, is at this point, is it only come to wherever you guys are meeting?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. So I do offer things online. Um, I have occasional classes and workshops. I also do a lot of two-week experiences or experiments. Um, so I have one coming up actually on embodied living and just really being in your body. And um, so that's coming up. So I have some virtual things um, as well.
0: I you mean, we also okay. have products too, because we shout out to the conversation deck that Christina yes. and I did uh, a couple well, weeks ago. But yeah, we I was just gonna- I was just going to ask her if somebody was to go to your website today, Mm -hmm. what is the one product that you would say you cannot leave my shop without (laughs) grabbing this product?
1: Oh man. Okay. Well, I think my, I think the one product is the mindful mornings notepad. I like that. So doable, so easy. Um, and it really, it's, it's kind of that five minute morning, like set the tone for the day. And I feel like it's super adaptable to everybody. Um, yeah,
0: but I, 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 yeah, I have to give a shout out to that too. Cause it's literally like one page fill in the blank prompt. So it's like, what am I feeling like today? And so it's not like, oh, here journal, all your feelings. It's a, if you want to start somewhere, that's such a great way to like frame out and it becomes kind of like a journal. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Well, we learned so much from you. And I know everybody listening on the other side has experienced burnout, whether it be in their small business life, in their mom life, in their wife life, in whatever, um, Mm -hmm. maybe in a friendship, they're at like a burnout space. Um, Just the world in general right now (laughs) feeling um, burnt out. I just saw a thing and I think we're all three millennials, but I just saw a thing that was like, what else can a millennial's experience (laughs) while they're on well they're in their lifetime so um (laughs) definitely if you're listening go check out perch place i gave all the information at the beginning of the episode and we just thank you so much amy for joining us today and i highly recommend amy for everything all the sessions everything you will love
1: her (laughs) oh thank you it's been such a joy to be with both of you thank you so much
0: Bye. bye amy join in the conversation by following us on instagram at at underscore small business sisters make sure to introduce yourself because we love to follow and support other small businesses and if you love the podcast we would absolutely be so grateful if you subscribe and leave us a review every positive review helps other small business owners to find us remember don't do life alone we're better together